It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Lockdown Brewers, brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network, where we talk about your favorite teams every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani, and you can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. And joining me is Vinny Rotino. You can follow him on Twitter at Vinny Rotino. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown Brewers and subscribe to the Lockdown Brewers podcast wherever you get your podcast so that you're notified whenever we post a new episode. And if you are new to the show, we post a new episode every day of the week. So Monday through Friday, you will have some Brewers content to listen to. On today's episode, we're mainly going to be breaking down uh, to uh, Tuesday's game uh, as the Brewers take the series over the Cubs. And then we'll also preview Wednesday's game as well as we normally do. Before we get into all of that, let me remind you this episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room, formerly a locker room. Download the Spotify Green Room app and join me the next time I go live to get in on the action. You can follow me on the app at Shortstop Ball. So I want to jump right into Tuesday's game and um, really kind of a, uh, I mean, it was a well-pitched game, I guess you could say, um, but just not a ton of action going on here. Uh, but let's start again with the pitching. Um, we talked about it. On yesterday's podcast, Brandon Woodruff has been absolutely lights out against the Cubs this year. Um, this was his worst start of the season against the Cubs. I kind of say that tongue-in-cheek because it re- actually was. He allowed one run on four hits and three walks over six innings with eight strikeouts, but that's just more so to point out the fact of how dominant he has been. Uh, his season ERA is now at 1.87 with over 100-plus innings pitched. Um, so just really great stuff from Woodruff on the year. Uh, But seriously, getting into Tuesday's game, it was a bit of a struggle for him. It was not as easy as maybe some of those other starts have been. He had runners on base in all but two innings in this one. Um, But, I mean, you look at his uh, analytics, his average fastball velocity was 96 and a half, which is really good. He had four swings and misses on the four-seamer, and he had four swings and misses on just 12 of the – he just only threw 12 curveballs and had four swing and misses on those so uh really good stuff from him as always Vinny I I do think it was a little bit more of a struggle for him on this one he threw 104 pitches over those six innings uh had to deal with some traffic and battle through it but again I think that's just a testament to the pitcher that he is at this point um where I hate to say he didn't have his best stuff he struck out eight I'm not saying that at all but did have to work a little bit harder for it tonight yeah I mean I think what we saw from the Cubs testament to, you know, the Cubs were giving them a lot of problems, especially um, Jack Peterson um, had some really good at bats. Um, Patrick wisdom, you know, got a, a really nice uh, RBI hit. I mean, they've got some, some pesky hitters in their lineup that kind of at the same time they've seen Woodruff how many times now, you know, um, some of these Cubs bats and um <clears throat> I think that that's kind of the reason why you saw a little bit of a struggle in terms of, um, you know, 
in terms of the efficiency of Brandon Woodruff. Um, and the, the other thing is he, uh, I don't know. I don't think he was just totally synced up. I think we see that from time to time. I think I talked to, uh, Chris hook about this and, um, he's gotten himself into a really good spot in terms of the rhythm and the timing of his delivery. And, uh, sometimes it escapes him just like it would a hitter or, um, I mean, kind of equate that to golf a little bit, the rhythm of everything. It, it, it kind of has to be in sync and in rhythm and just the, um, the pace of, of his delivery. He's got it to a really good spot where he can be consistent. Sometimes I do think that escapes him a little bit, but overall, yeah, I mean, really good start. He, he's he, what he does really well, even if he doesn't have his best stuff or his best, you know, most synced mechanics, he, he still is so clutch. I think that's overlooked with pitchers, like how clutch they are in big spots when they can execute with the game on the line or, or in a big, big spot. I think Woodruff is as good as anybody in the game at doing that. Yeah, for sure. And he's just, um, you know, becoming even, even better to me. Um, I'm really excited to see what he does throughout the year and hope that he starts to get some of that national attention. I think he deserves that he hasn't really gotten before i uh, hope it leads to an all-star game he definitely should i mean if it weren't for jacob de you could throw him up there at the top of the nl cy young um, race so uh, really good stuff from woodruff it, like you said it was the fourth time he's faced the cubs already this year so i mean those hitters are still very familiar with him and yet they still only managed one run over six innings against him so really impressive work from brandon woodruff in this one and let's stick with the pitching side of things because, like I said, Woodruff got his pitch count up there, threw 104 pitches over those six innings. So Craig Council had to go to the bullpen in a very close two-to-one game. Uh, the bullpen had to work a lot. Last night, Boxberger uh, threw a lot of pitches. Devin Williams threw 34 pitches, I believe, so he was unavailable. You knew you had Hayter at the back of the game if you could just get to him. Um, but they, he brings in Suter first out of the bullpen in the seventh inning. Uh, and Suter uh, allows a base runner, uh, gets two outs, but allows a base runner. And then Craig Council goes to Jake Cousins. Um, and, you know, we talked about Cousins and how good he has looked uh, in limited time coming up with the Brewers here this season. Uh, and Council, this is the first time Council uses them in a big spot here, Vinny. And uh, definitely could see a little bit of nerves there. He comes in, he walks Contreras, and then he – hits uh, Baez with a breaking ball that just didn't break. Um, but then he comes up and gets the big strikeout of Ian Happ, maybe the biggest moment in the game uh, on a really good slider there. So um, a big, big spot for Jake Cousins, his first time really in a high leverage situation. I thought it was interesting that he was brought in right there, especially with Hunter Strickland available. And Hunter has been throwing the ball well for the Brewers. Um yeah, I mean, I, I don't know why Council brought him in. I mean, I know he's been pitching lights out, but this kid was pitching for the Chicago Hot Dogs or whatever their name is, <laughs> Chili Dogs or something last year. Um, I love this guy. I love this guy. I just, again, not not second-guessing Council, Council right there. I just think that was a huge spot in a, probably the biggest game of the year for the Brewers playing against the second-place Cubs. Um. And he, he came through. Yeah, I mean, he did not look like he was going to come through. I mean, it looked like he was all over the place. It looked like the nerves were getting to him a little bit. And then he just executed a pitch when it mattered. 
um, with that really good back foot slider to Ian Happ. So most exciting part of the game. I agree with you, biggest part of the game. And the kid came through. And, uh, you know, the next one will be easier, too, when he gets uh, a chance to get in those leverage spots. Yeah, so it's just going to be curious to see going forward if that is part of the game plan for council. Obviously, I know uh, bullpen was not really rested tonight, so kind of had to rely on some of those guys. But like you said, he had other guys down there, and Cousins was the name that he called. So we'll see if council starts using him more in high-leverage situations going forward. I, I agree. I just thought, you know, young kid coming in, it's first spot in a high leverage situation it looked like things were about to get ugly and he comes through and gets the big strikeout so huge moment from him a lot of emotion coming off the mound so love that as well uh, and he gets the job done uh, and then I talked about Boxberger he he struggled a little bit uh, on Monday night and council brought him back out on Tuesday and it was again a bit of a struggle for him walked a couple of batters but didn't allow a hit and got a strikeout so he was able to work around uh, some traffic there and pitch a scoreless inning. Uh, and then Josh Hader himself, he came in, he uh, gave up a hit uh, in the right center field gap. He walked a batter, had two on with one out. Um, but then he, uh, you know, even at that point, I never really felt like the game was um, in question. He had Javier Baez up. He knows a free swinger trying to put one in the seats. He got him with an elevated fastball. Uh, then came back and got the game on a ground out from Jose uh, Lobaton, who I didn't even know was still playing Major League Baseball. Uh, kind of a, a scary play at the end, too. He over uh, ran the bag, had to dive back and tag it before the runner got there. So uh, looked like he was OK. Certainly hope he is OK. Uh, but Hader able to rack up his 20th save of the season, Benny. Yeah, I mean, everyone, everyone held their breath. Um including um, the fans who are buying their world world series tickets at this point for the Brewers. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still, I'm still sticking by that prediction that I made earlier in the year, but uh, yeah, I mean, he's going to, he's, I can't even put a number or, you know, uh, an adjective on how valuable Josh Hader is to this team. And then for that play to happen where he almost got stepped on and contorted his body to go back and tag the bag. Glad he's okay. Lobatone looks like he's banged up mm -hmm. shoulder when he went over the bag. But, um, yeah, I mean, look, no one's immune to being too amped up and too, uh, you know, you know, when the moment's big, every, you know, as good as Josh Hader has been and as big a spots as he's been, he still looked like he was a little bit too amped up a little bit, uh, got ahead of himself a little bit. Again, Jock Peterson, not, hadn't really been known for like falling off pitches and spoiling tough pitches with his time with the Dodgers. He always was kind of a free swinger. This kid's been a, a pest for the Brewers in terms of uh, quality at bats and always finding himself on base lately. Um, but yeah, that's, that's who kind of like started that inning right there. And then, uh, but yeah, Hader was able to execute some pitches against Lobaton and, and shut the door. Um. We'll, we'll take a break and then we'll come back and talk about the offensive side of things. And honestly, won't be a ton to talk about, but we'll get into our biggest takeaways from the offense. Before we do that, let me talk about Spotify Green Room. This episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room, formerly known as a locker room. 
Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the Milwaukee Brewers or whatever your favorite team might be. You'll find fans just like you on Green Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and, of course, reacting to big news or rumors. You'll have a chance to chat with me and might even have a chance to be featured on the Lockdown Brewers podcast through our Green Room conversations. Go download the free Spotify Green Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the group of your choice for the latest league updates. And make sure you follow me in the app at shortstopball to be notified when my room goes live. So, Vinny, like I said, not a uh, not a ton to talk about from the offensive side. Um, they had the big 10-run inning uh, on Monday. Unfortunately, they didn't save any of that for Tuesday's game. Brewers only managed two hits in this game, but both of them produced runs. So uh, some of that timely hitting starting to go the Brewers' way in this one. Um, the Brewers were two for seven with runners in scoring position, while the Cubs were one for ten. Uh, and really, that was the difference in the game, Vinny. I mean, having those hits in key, key spots, again, it's kind of crazy. The Brewers only have two hits. Both of them produce the two runs that they score, and they win the game two to one. Yeah, a couple of big hits, one from Yelich, double in the gap, and then uh, Peterson we've been talking about, and you've been really high on, um, got, those, got those two big hits to score a couple of runs. And like you said, there's really nothing else to report. I think Zach Davies was really on his game, um, which he has a tendency to do. At, you know, he can shut down lineups with his 88-mile-hour sinker and good changeup and, you know, useful breaking ball and um, – it's and it rock on the broadcast rock was saying how uh woodruff's changeup is harder than zach davies fastball but like i said it, it was able to really live on the edges and really uh mix it up well to uh keep the hitters the the brewers off balance only managed like you said two hits but luckily those two hits were were the big ones to score a couple of runs yeah for sure and um you know, you mentioned Yelich there. You know, he really led the charge in this one. And we haven't said that a lot, which I think in some ways is a good thing because it means that other players have been stepping up. Uh, but they needed him tonight, and he came through. You know, the rest of the offense wasn't clicking. Yelich had that RBI double. He drove in Willie Adamas, who had walked and stolen second. Again, another stolen base that leads to a run. I like to see the Brewers running, being more aggressive on the base path, trying to manufacture some runs there. It's great to see. And then he also scored the other run in this game after walking in the fourth. And then, as you mentioned, Jace Peterson bringing him around. So, uh, Vinny, we, we haven't done a lot of highlights on here talking about Yelich leading the charge, um, but this was certainly, you know, the game where he did when, again, a lot of other guys are not getting it done. Yeah, I mean, that's, that is a good sign. Um, you know, at the end of the day, Yelich has to get hot for in order for this team to, to go. Um, I think there's signs that he will. He's he's not really getting pitched to. He's not getting much to hit at all. Um, the more protection he gets, the better he's going to do. Obviously, it, that goes – that's kind of a really, really obvious statement. Um, but just, just to break that down, why? Because – he is going to get in a better rhythm. Uh, 
it's really hard to hit when you're getting pitched around every single at bat, which is amazing how Barry Bonds had amazing years that he had, like seeing one pitch to hit all night and hitting a homer. I mean, that's kind of, is a little bit of a not what's happening to Yelich. I mean, he is getting a pit more than one pitch to hit a night, but at the same time, they're really nibbling around the zone against him. They don't want him to beat the them, whoever they're playing. We see that, um, but he's doing a great job of not chasing and not because that can affect you. And he he's he's a lo- more locked in than we think. I think as soon as, um, you know, like I said, a little more protection, pitchers are going to have to pitch to him, and we're going to see Yelich heat up real fast. Yeah, we've talked about it before. I mean, you look at this up and down this Brewers lineup, and you go, okay, there's one name in here that I absolutely cannot let beat me, and that's Christian Yelich especially when you don't have Wong in the lineup, you don't have Lorenzo Cain in the lineup. There's one player on this lineup that I cannot let beat me. And so, you know, teams are recognizing that. And so they are pitching around him. You look at the 255 average, but he has a 411 on base percentage because he just keeps getting walked and pitched around uh, like, like you're talking about there, Vinny. Uh, but this was a game where, you know, not much else was going on and Yelich is right there in the mix for both runs the Brewers scored. And thankfully, that was enough. Um, again, not a lot to talk about on the offensive side there, but two runs were enough. And you got the pitching staff that the Brewers have with Woodruff on the mound and the bullpen uh, a little scary at times, but able to lock it down. And that will be enough for the win and the series win. Uh, we'll take another break and then we'll look ahead to a Wednesday's game and how the Brewers can sweep the rival Cubs. The show is also brought to you by friends at Built Bar. If you're looking for a fantastic tasting protein bar, then look no further. I tell you about them all the time. Built Bar has a wide variety of flavors. It's not just your regular chocolate flavors. They have a bunch of different flavors from almond toffee to mint. They have a ton of coconut flavors that everybody loves. The peanut butter fudge, which is one of my favorite, and dark chocolate raspberry, which my wife enjoys. There's a ton of really interesting, really cool flavors you don't normally get in protein bars. Something that's going to give you a unique taste, something that tastes good. And what I personally enjoy is that they're not hard as a rock like a lot of the other protein bars out there. They have a very soft middle, so it's easy to get down. It's very good, very tasty, and they're great for you. Most of them only have about five net carbs. Whether you like to take them before a workout, after workout, as a meal replacement in the morning, or whether they're just a snack for you like they are for me, you can eat them anytime. I can't tell you enough how good they are especially for a protein bars. So go to builtbar.com today and try a bunch of different flavors to figure out which ones are your favorites. Go to builtbar.com and use our promo code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off your next order. Again, just go to builtbar.com today and use the promo code LOCKEDON15. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. And even with the NFL season over, you got the NBA and NHL playoffs going on. You got Major League Baseball in full swing. You got the Olympics coming up. But BetOnline.ag does more than that. They also cover awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the new scores and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head on over to BetOnline.ag on your phone or internet browser and sign up today to receive your 50% of welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code locked on bet online your online sportsbook experts uh so Vinny, some big news on tuesday kind of burying the lead here 
Uh, but your boy Aaron Ashby is being rumored to be called up for the Brewers. Uh, and with the Brewers going with a bullpen game on a Wednesday, my guess here is that we're going to see Ashby make his debut on Wednesday against the Cubs and will likely try to pitch, uh, at least get him through a couple, two or three innings here if, if he's able to. That's what it looks like to me as well. Uh, 97-98, his last outing in Nashville. Um, the kid is going to make an impact. Um, I, I'm. This is probably one of the most uh, exciting call-ups that I've been looking forward to for, from the Brewers in the past, you know, however many years, I guess, since, I don't know, J.J. Hardy or something, uh, <laughs> um, or Prince Fielder. But, look – this kid is going to be good. Um, I'm excited for him to make an impact on this team. Uh, probably a couple, three innings at the most, probably a couple. Um, got to throw strikes, obviously, get settled in, and I don't think that will be an issue for him. He's got really good makeup, got a low pulse, um, got really good instincts, can execute. Um, so looking forward to that. Don't I'm, I'm going to speculate that they're, they're not going to start him. I don't know. I don't think they announced anything yet but probably give him a clean inning in the middle of the game somewhere, a uh, couple of innings, hopefully, at least, and then uh, go from there. Yeah, I'm excited for him. Yeah, I haven't heard officially who's going to start that game. I kind of agree with you. I don't think he starts it. Maybe you let him, um, you know, a suitor pitching tonight. You know, he was kind of the guy who had experience opening, um, so I thought maybe he could. And I don't, I don't think he threw a ton of pitches tonight, so maybe that's still the case, but I kind of doubt that with him pitching at the back end of Tuesday night's game. I doubt they start them on a Wednesday afternoon game, but um, yeah, it'd be exciting to see. I, I'm really excited about it myself uh, just to get a look at him. Um, and then hopefully he, you know, is able to calm the nerves. He does struggle with command at time as most young pitchers do. But um, I, again, I think he's going to be really good. I think he could become a huge part of the bullpen uh, for the Brewers, which they need. You know, we talked about it. Jake Cousins is now apparently getting thrown into high leverage situ situations. Uh, the Brewers need guys they can they can depend on in the back of that bullpen, uh, especially when, you know, their top guys uh, aren't rested, which was the case coming into Tuesday, other than Hayter. Um, so, yeah, hopefully it all works out. Again, either way, I'm just looking uh, or looking forward to seeing what he can do. Uh, on the other side, his mound opponent will be Jake Arietta for the Cubs. Obviously, a very familiar opponent there. Uh, but Arietta's had a rough go of things. He's five and eight with a five through five three two ERA for the Cubs this year. Uh, certainly not the Arietta of the past, Vinny. So a good chance for the Brewers to come in here and try to get a sweep of the Cubbies. Yeah. Sweep of the Cubs, flying the L three three days in a row. Nothing better. Watching Cubs fans hang their heads. Uh, but yeah, Jake Arietta, good guy to 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 jump on right away, knock him out of the game. Cubs bullpen is actually a little more impressive that than I originally thought. Um, but yeah, um, probably going to need to open up a, a little bit of a lead, especially you know with it being a, a bullpen day. You never know what's going to happen with that. So. Um, chance to open up a six-game lead in first place, which right now a five-game lead is the biggest lead in Major League Baseball, which is crazy. That's, you know, 
especially with where all the injuries have been all year and the bats being completely quiet until recently. It's amazing that the Brewers are at where they're at in the central right now. Yeah. I was listening to the, the John boy podcast uh, on Tuesday and they were talking about the Brewers and talking about the fact that they don't talk about them enough and nobody does. And what are the Brewers doing? And you look up and they have the largest lead uh, in any division. It's really crazy to think about They're 47 and 33. And like you said, the offense is not even close to clicking on all cylinders. So um, kind of scary, at least for other opponents, to think about what this Brewers team can be when Yelich gets going. You know, if they make a big trade to get some protection for him in the lineup, you know, when Wong uh, is healthy and can stay healthy atop the lineup, if Kesson Hira gets going. I mean, there's just so many, you know, scenarios where this Brewers team can be even better uh, and they already have a five-game lead in the NL Central. So certainly a great time to be a Brewers fan. Really exciting as we get close to the midway point of the season. Uh, and hopefully the Brewers can get that sweep of the Cubs on Wednesday and just extend that lead even more in the division. That will do it for this episode of Locked On Brewers. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Locked On Brewers. Make sure you follow me at Shortstop Ball and Vinny at Vinny Retino. Also, make sure you please subscribe to the Lockdown Brewers podcast wherever you get your podcast, and we'll talk to you next time. You are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.